Hello and welcome. We're here because two years ago I found this book in a bookshop and I loved the title so much that I bought it even though it cost a full small A mall's fortune. <laughs> a full smortune. <laughs> <laughs> I found a book in a bookshop and I loved the title so much that I bought it even though it cost a small fortune, like around 300 kroners. And then I got home and I intended to read it but somehow I just never really got around to it and now it has been lying on my bookshelf for two years just laughing at me. And I knew I had to suggest it to the podcast so we could read it here because otherwise I would just never get around to doing it. Because um, now it's just becoming my like book nemesis that I hadn't read and I, I would never read. So we're here now to read this book with the fantastic name Paul Takes the Form of a Mortal Girl by Andrea Lawler. It was first published in 2017 by Rescue Press. Um, and then it was first picked up by I think Vintage in the States and uh, republished. And then it was picked up by Picador in the UK and distributed to uh, Europe from there. And it's become somewhat of a bestseller and it's selling like it's what do you say it's going like hot bread in the shop here um, <laughs> and people are writing about it online and it has like 3,000 reviews on Goodreads by now and yes okay so we're here to find out if it is good <laughs> <laughs> and here to find out with me <laughs> Is uh, <laughs> oh my Danish is really strong tonight. I can feel it. Uh, it's Cecilia Kjulhalt. Welcome. Thank you. And Jimmy Guariento. Hiya. And as usual, Macon Holt. Hello. Macon, this is a really long book, and a lot of stuff happens in it. Um, could you please recap it? Um, okay, so Paul is a student in Iowa studying film in the early nineties. Um, but mostly is just hanging out um, with his <clears throat> friend Jane, working in bars and hooking up with guys or girls when he transforms his body into that other girl. Um, and then he gets somewhat bored of his time in Iowa and goes to uh, Provincetown where he's in a relationship with a woman called Diane while he's Polly. And then that falls apart and he ends up in San Francisco where he's Paul again and trying to navigate that space, and then the novel ends. Oh, damn. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> would someone, like, might that might have been fine, but could someone else try? Because I want to see what comes out of another recap again, because the book is so long. Mm. Will you try, Jimmy? Yes. Okay, so, Paul. <clears throat> yeah, he's in Iowa State studying film. I didn't retain this information. I'm just copying it from Macon. <laughs> um, yeah, he gets... Bored. There's a lot of Paul getting bored and moving on. And he moves on and I to an undisclosed location that you've clarified to be Provincetown. He meets Diane at some music festival, I believe, and they have sex in a tent. And then he uh, falls in love with her. At that time, he is Polly. And uh, Diane is quite hostile to the idea of him being Paul. He... She's hostile to the idea of him having um, a penis and that kind of thing. Um, and then they break up for a reason that I've forgotten. And he uh, is heartbroken and goes to San Francisco where he works in a bookshop and tries to move on through various encounters, but is finding a hard time getting over Diane. And then he meets... After having sex with a hippie, I think, in a park. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, I do remember that. Um, he meets a bloke called Derek, I believe, who is a, quite a fancy, possibly literature student, can't remember, and falls in love with Derek, mm -hmm. kind of, in a sort of comfortable way that he's uncomfortable with. And, oh, and his friend dies. Mm. His, his first love whose name is Tony Pinto, yes. dies of AIDS. I don't think it's said, but it's implicit. Yeah. 
uh, dies of AIDS. Um, he misses a call from Tony. Tony wants to talk to him on his deathbed. Um, Paul is presumably doing other things. Misses the call, has a bit of a crisis, and the book ends. He's kind of happy being in love with Derek, but sceptical about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've got. I think that it's easier to talk about what this this book is about than what happens because not that much actually happens. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say that it's definitely more character and culture based than it's than it's um, plot based. But I mean, I think you gave a pretty good recap. So I think the only thing actually that I would add here is that there's also the character uh, Robin yes. uh, in San Francisco who is um, similar to Paul in the way that he's also a so-called shape shifter. Like mm. Paul, he can also transform <clears throat> from one gender to the other and, and also just transform his his um, uh, his face and his body in different ways. Mm. And so I guess that's sort of a turning point in the book that Paul sort of sees himself or somebody who's like him. Mm. Um, also, his the girlfriend Diane, I'm pretty sure she can talk to animals. Yeah. Right? Yes. Has, yeah, 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 yeah. She has that ability. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So there's definitely um, like magic realism is definitely uh, yeah. um, very uh, prominent in the in the book. Yeah, did you find any other superpowers? Because I also only remember shape-shifting and talking to animals. Mm. Mm. I don't think so. No. No. I think it's kind of a light touch in that mm -hmm. way. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you could have, like, blinked and missed it mm -hmm. that Diane can talk to animals. Yeah. yeah. I actually had to read it twice, and then I was like, ooh, okay. Mm. So, yeah, it is a very light touch. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, Jimmy, you um, mentioned that his first love who he doesn't really care about, like, throughout most of the book. But yeah. in the end, like, suddenly, this is his first love mm -hmm. because this person dies of AIDS. And this book is set in, I think, 93. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Took me a while to uh, get that. I actually thought it was now. Yeah, um, I, but yeah, it is. I think it becomes clearer towards the end, actually, mm -hmm. that it, the time, I think it actually says 93 at some point. Yeah. Um, which kind of surprised me out the blue that there was this definite date. And Yes. Yeah. I, 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 got it, I got it from the beginning by all the bands they were referencing. No, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, okay, Megan. <laughs> Later I figured yeah. it out, but I just thought that it mm. was this like culture of mm. like young kids listening to 90s music. Mm. And um, I was sort of wondering like, why don't they like no one is texting like yeah. what's like they're so polite yeah. there's never mm. like and then she took up her phone while they were in conversation and mm. she looked at the screen so very slowly it dawned on me that this is actually said in uh, 93 um, and it's full of these cultural references to the time that it's set in and I thought it would be fun to like do some um, archaeology with the book um, and uh, and place it in like a genealogy of like what it talks into and talks out of mm. um, because the like I could only shape shifting right I could only uh, see that Orlando was a candidate like it was even maybe it was like a modern take on Orlando um, and then of course like Kafka but I don't really think it has much to do with Kafka mm. um, Actually, a similar amount happens in this as Orlando like it's <clears> not like it's mostly like Orlando in different locations it's not really yeah. like Orlando Mm. stuff in Orlando. No. So it's... Um, it's good, it is, yeah. But I think it references Orlando a couple of times. Does mm -hmm. it actually? Yeah, like directly mm -hmm. talks mm. about at least once, mm -hmm. I think, uh, actually oh, yes. explicitly I, mentioned yeah, you're Orlando. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and also Metamorphosis by mm -hmm. Ovid. So some of them are, are very mm, obvious or intentional. Well, oh. of course they're intentional, but mm -hmm. you know... Yeah, deliberate mm. references. Yeah. Mm. And then I saw that he's called, our um, main guy is called uh, Paul Polydoris, uh, which is Polydoris uh, means many gifted uh, mm. in ancient Greek. Mm. And uh, there is this guy called Polydoris, who is a figure in the Trojan War, uh, mentioned mm. in different um, books like the Iliad and the Aeneid. Um, mm. And in I think it's in the Aeneid, he's a plant that talks at the bottom of the sea. Because um, he was killed with a spear and then he fell to the bottom yeah. of the sea. Yeah. And uh, some people pass him at one point and he speaks to them as a plant because he's been transformed mm. into a plant. That was a gift. Um, 
Exactly. <laughs> and in the Iliad, he is killed by Achilles. He's killed? Okay. Yes, because he's Prince, he's prince Polydorus, someone's son, mm. and he's brother of Hector, and, and he gets killed by Achilles. So no special gifts there, I think. But no. In the Aeneid, he does have. So it's not taking, like, nothing mm. is uh, random here, I think. Um, no, it's no. there intentionally. But it's funny that he gets killed by Achilles, and Achilles is this, like, I guess, other than the heel, he's this, like, symbol of manhood. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, it's very kind of appropriate, I guess. Mm. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Except for the heel. Although there is that kind of, yeah, but there is that sort of, like, well, this is maybe now just reading into things too quickly, but there is always that kind of dy- dynamic when Paul is in boy mode and he's picking up men who might be straight and he's not sure. Mm. So it's always that kind of like thing of like, he's always really close to this male violence that will just lash out and like mm. either just like knock his teeth out yeah. or will let him like have a blowjob or whatever. Yeah, And it's like, true. it's always that kind of like tension point that he's like really close to being destroyed by like that kind of like, masculinism mm. yeah yeah so that's yeah and every encounter that happens in like yeah. it's yeah yeah but i think that hypervigilance is actually i thought was mm. a really nice but it's kind of hypervigilant but also in a way that's really um he's he's quite i don't know uh, uh gung-ho yeah. about many yeah, yeah, of yeah. his encounters <laughs> in ways that um, <laughs> that perhaps many people would mm. not be uh mm. not using protection mm. because he can't get sick i think that's another mm-hmm. kind of superpower that he has yeah um yeah so he has this kind of feeling of being untouchable i wonder mm. whether he's immortal like mm. i was wondering that in the the fact that he can't get mm. sick the fact that he goes into these encounters mm. uh, uh as you say mm. flirting with uh straight men that could mm. ver- get very quickly turn around and, and knock his lights out um yeah i think that's and i guess the yeah i wonder what like the which i guess is another parallel to orlando like if he if he is immortal but then also I, I wonder then if he can't get sick or if it's embodying a certain feeling and a certain disposition like oh it won't happen to me kind of mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. um yeah which i think yeah so it has like yeah a couple of levels of working i guess yeah for sure just derailed the etymology, sorry. No, that's <laughs> but there's so much uh, metamorph. Well, I don't know, but Diane is in Diane is in metamorphosis as well. Isn't oh, Diane really? like? Isn't Diane? Does Diane turn into a deer in metamorphosis? Diane is certainly okay. And there's also a point where he compares himself, and again, I've forgotten. Maybe it's Diane that turns into a tree. There's someone in Metamorphosis who turns into a tree mm-hmm. and there's a moment where uh, he imagines himself as a tree. Mm-hmm. So there's like loads of this stuff really packed in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my knowledge of um, ancient Greek literature stops there. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine hadn't gotten to there. <laughs> but maybe we should also mention that as part of like the narrative is actually broken by these sort of deviating chapters yeah. of mm. mythology. And I, I read somewhere that it is, she's actually taken that from, or they've actually taken it from Greek mythology. Yeah. That, that, okay. So these stories mm-hmm. are um, real stories, or I think uh-huh. they've taken them from Greek mythology, mm. maybe changed them a little bit. But mm. um, so so the narrative is mm. actually broken up by these, um, these, mm. these pieces of, these passages that are sort of, they just like they're out of the blue they're yeah. just there mm. they don't seem to be connected really but i yeah. thought that was interesting because it's it was like the structure i think in uh oral poetry mm. that's the structure is that it's um broken up by the chorus or yeah, exactly whatever and i think that kind of felt like mm. yeah a choral i guess mm. yeah. maybe was what it was yeah aiming for but yeah I, yeah. yeah that was definitely mm. but I think it was part of um, oral poetry and being able to remember mm-hmm. oral poetry. Mm-hmm. I think the chorus or these um, repetitive or like known mm. stories mm. were ways mm. of maybe the orator just taking a break. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're sitting yeah. there 
telling the whole of the Iliad, you're yeah. going to get tired. So then you <laughs> yeah. can go into this little vignette yeah. and yeah. that you've learned that. And that yeah. You go in, you take a break, and then you come back to yeah. the story. And it has yeah. some influence, yeah. but it's mm. it's it's also just like a kind of yeah just a, a wee breather yeah, yeah. commercials <laughs> commercial break yeah. yeah but then like so then what was the connection of those to the main narrative because one of them is clearly the story of his mother and her travels in europe and then the conception of paul oh yes but mm. that was the, what i that was greek mythology right yeah. there right mm, mm. um that is a mortal being and then this like mysterious mm-hmm. uh cyprian mm. guy Knocking her oh, yeah. up, she yeah. never yeah, finding yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. or mm. Paul never knowing his dad. Yeah, uh, that's mm. what the Greeks yeah. did all the time, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then their offsprings were half mm. guards with superpower. Yeah, so yeah. of yeah. course. Mm. But then um, the one I enjoyed the most was the one where Polly and Paul are abandoned by their parents, yeah. and they're taking. Yeah, that was fantastic. Mm. For me, the book started there, yeah. and like, mm. um, and then they're found by or taken up. They like their parents are incredibly poor, and they have twins, and they're called Paul and Polly, and they abandon them, and they sleep in the woods, and they're cold and tired, and they get picked up by this woman who says, "Come with me," and she drives them in mm. her like sexy sports car, and um, mm. take them to a diner and feeds them and spoils them there. And then she says that she's going to this place where only women and children live and that Polly is welcome to go with her. Mm. And so Polly goes and mm. Paul remains and mm. it never gets back to that. Mm. Yeah. And I really liked it because I couldn't really fit it with anything. Yeah. Like mm. it, it didn't connect to the story. Like I wanted to explain the rest mm. of the story with this and I just mm. couldn't. Mm. And it was perfect. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think that's a lot of the story is that things get picked up and then you really want them to come back Mm -hmm. you really want them to be clarified yes or you Mm. know you just want something to anchor it to and then andrea lawler's like no bye you know that's it and it just gets dropped there and that's i guess the whole conceit of the of the book Mm. is just that it's so multiple and you Mm. can't pin it down Mm. and if you try to it's gonna fail yeah Mm. you can use it for your own it's hard to use it as for your own agenda yeah. or like... Um, like we had such a hard time just trying to say what the plot was. And mm-hmm. that's, I guess, the entire point. And the fact is, you don't know. Like, I guess people want to know, okay, but what is Paul? Mm-hmm. Is he transgender? You know, mm-hmm. is he uh, someone uh, who is actually a woman? Mm-hmm. Or you really want to be able to pin down his identity? Or is he non-binary, <clears throat> but he isn't because he's always using the pronouns mm-hmm. he... Mm-hmm. Even when he's got this, uh, uh, when he's Polly, female, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. when he's Polly, and then the very name Polly, like uh, mul- multiple, right? Polly mm-hmm. means yeah. multiple, right? Yeah, yeah. many. So you're trying to take. It just is kind of like saying "fuck you" to all of the mm. um, attempts to mm. trace mm. it back to mm. this origin, mm. Mm. and then you try, and you just get another string that takes you somewhere else. Mm. So I like that about it. Mm. I thought that was well done. Mm. Because also Paul as a character is very, like, what do you say, elusive or evasive. Mm. People yeah. can't really get a hold of him yeah. or, like, you know, he'll disappear, he'll do his own thing. Yeah. Mm. But also as the book comes off as just mm. that. Mm. Um, I thought it was, like, kind of remarkable that he doesn't really he doesn't really have friends. He doesn't really have people he wants. Like he when, has, when, but he's not nice to them well, at all. Sort of he, sort of he has them, but, like, he has, like, he has someone like Jane who he wants to, like, make snide comments with about theory. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, people he either wants to hook up with or work with mm. and then, like, just, like, get drinks with. But when um, uh, Tony Pinto dies and the only person he can think to call and tell is Tony Pinto. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he hasn't got any... And it's almost interesting. I think he's, he's less of a character and more of a vehicle. I think like I think the polyness of him is that he's he's almost like a presence that exists in all of these spaces um, at this point in history. And I think that's like what allows you to get to the atmosphere or like as you were saying before, silly about the like the culture or the, mm. you know, the the actual events of this time and place. Like he's like a way into it, mm-hmm. less less than a, like less of a person in that sense. Like mm. his misery when Tony dies is like real misery. But because he's not like a fully fleshed out character, it's almost like he's channeling a lot of other people's miseries like he's a misery people saw rather than misery Mm -hmm. that is felt yeah Mm -hmm. i guess yeah yeah on the back of the book it says that one of the in one of the reviews or is it just the or maybe it's somewhere else i read that 
No, it's, it's actually the New Yorker. Nah, it's <laughs> the New Yorker saying that um, that one of the great achievements of the novel is that Paul is no mere symbol, but a vibrantly yearning being. Mm. But would you say that? Would you say that you're sort of saying the opposite of that? Do you see him as? You're saying that he might be like a vehicle for. I say he's like a violent. He's a vibrantly yearning symbol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. And I that's what annoyed. I, I got really annoyed mm. with Paul. Actually, mm-hmm. I really did not like him. Mm-hmm. I think no. uh, I. And and he's just he was very unrelatable in many mm. ways, mm-hmm. uh, very relatable in other ways, uh, but he just felt so vapid, mm. mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I guess that goes against what is it the New Yorker? Sorry, <laughs> New Yorker <laughs> is saying. Yeah. But that that's but so that I'm convinced more with your mm. thought that he is more of an opening mm. than a than this vibrant, yeah. fully fleshed out character because he's so scrupulous in many ways mm. yeah. and i just felt so yeah i just wanted to shake him sometimes mm-hmm. yeah yeah but also yeah. i feel like he was constructed so it was impossible to project onto him mm-hmm. anything like an identifying in any way because he kept like mm-hmm. he was just not open for that yeah. in any way mm-hmm. yeah. which was super frustrating right mm-hmm. because that's what you do mm-hmm. like you latch onto something mm-hmm. and you stick with that and I couldn't do that mm-hmm. so it was that's actually right. exhausting yeah. to read it yeah. um, that's why I think like he's the guy who brings you to the party but is there to talk to his friends and you're just there yeah. and I think yeah. like you then have to just decide that you're going to pay attention to the the surroundings. the surroundings or like or like watch Paul move through it but like you're not going to get in mm-hmm. no. yeah. but then it surprised me because I read someone who described this as a Bildungsroman mm-hmm. which I just don't think it is I, it's in, not in a coming of a age <laughs> and I feel like um, he's maybe a little bit more docile when it ends mm. um, yeah he comes down a bit but but his friend also just died but I like I don't feel like there is a big difference from the beginning to the end yeah. or like now he has found himself or like come back to him or like in any way been mm. like learned anything yeah. that's like that it's will actually, be um, it's really hard to even work out what he would want because like I, I I'm not sure if I agree like he's staying with Derek yeah 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 I didn't read it maybe for a week or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but he because he left like he returned the uncashed check with a note and, yeah, I, and then he just true. left yeah, and that yeah, is, the, that the is so Paul. Yeah, that's very like, mm. Paul's just gonna like leave Classic a note and leave. Paul. Yeah, yeah, but because I think... maybe to clarify, because Derek had given him yeah five hundred dollars yeah, clear a tuition yeah. bill. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then Paul is like, "Thank you," but then he returns it mm. by the end of the book. Yeah, but it almost feels I thought like a kind of anti buildings roman in mm. that mm. the buildings roman is like okay, so you have a typically male protagonist who moves through the world, mm. picks up different skills and mm. knowledge and then at the end is uh whatever this um fully formed yeah. person mm. Mm. and instead paul kind of like moves through the world and like uh takes some things in mm. and then casts other things out and he kind of refuses to develop mm. in, you know yeah. he, he re- and yeah. and i i kind of like that about mm. it it's not this kind of narrative of like progress like mm. he, you know he yeah. mm. You you get your job and then you 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 end up being this successful individual. Mm. He was just he 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 totally had no time for any of that. So yeah. I don't really understand other than yeah, it follows a person. Yeah, mm. how it's a building's <laughs> room. It's an anti. It's a yeah. challenge to the building. Yeah, mm. but he's also completely obsessed with youth. He really actually kind of wants to regress. He doesn't want to get older. Mm. So in that way, you could say that, well, if getting older goes hand in hand with getting wiser, at least some people would say that's how it is. I don't know. Yeah. But then that's not really what he aspires to. No. He's completely obsessed with being like having the teen look. Mm. And, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. And like the he's he says that, oh, I might be too old for the the riot girl scenes, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah. he's 20, yeah. 22 or something. Yeah. So so it's uh, yeah. So, yeah, a Bildungsroman is a weird uh I think so as well. Me too. Yeah. I guess then, like maybe the uh, one to think about would be like as yeah, actually an anti Billingsman man, but then maybe like a Billingsman man as viewed through a kind of like queer temporality mm. prism, where it's about where because the whole heterotemporality is this kind of progress of steps where the man yeah. asset like mm-hmm. asserts identity in the world by mm. developing the kind of like Oedipal household as the kind of yeah. unit of their experience, and this person is obsessed with like saying, no, I am actually so multiple right now mm. in like my possibilities and like the, the polymorphousness of my being that development in a linear fashion is mm. not what I'm, I'm actually. And actually, that's maybe what the book does is it, it kind of explores, you know, by being 
Orlando in a year rather than Orlando in a number of centuries. Yeah. It's it's like he's going horizontally. He's exploring mm. horizontally rather than he is like in the kind of forward motion. Yeah, I guess not to be too, not to get too wanky about it, but oh. it it it's like. Um, What's his face? Uh, Deleuze and yeah. the 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 Rizzo. Mm. Do we know? Yes. Yeah, uh, as opposed to our the, listeners do. Yeah, yeah. As a, the Rizzo, as opposed to the uh, arborescent, mm. the yeah. linear mm. form. Paul is a is such a Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. <laughs> you are such you are, Paul. You are such a rise. I mean, you're just you're, you're so multiple in your connections it's and your disjunctions yeah exactly but he is right and yeah, that's yeah. why mm. it's tiring i found yeah. it tiring to yeah. read the book yes. yeah honestly and yeah. also yeah and it outed me as the reader than i am because exactly i found it tiring mm -hmm. and i kept looking for this thing that would take the book forwards mm. of you know like paul wanting something mm -hmm. or like paul setting out to do something and then other stuff happens but this is the red threat that mm. uh, he goes with but it, it's just not there yeah because mm. it's just his desires are immediate like it's sex right it's mm -hmm. food it's money and like he'll get it where he can mm -hmm. and then he sort of just drifts and, um and fun in a certain yeah, sense yeah. of aesthetic cachet as well yeah so. yeah he's a total flanu um <laughs> and yeah. just yeah enjoys himself uh, well i mean we get a little bit under his skin when he has the relationship with diane and mm. he like he actually falls in love with her and i trust that love more than the love for Derek later in the book mm. yeah. like mm -hmm. he's definitely completely heartbroken that's the one time mm. where and also when his old lover dies mm. you get the sense that he's reflecting a little bit and he's mm. like this is yeah. shit and I feel horrible yeah. but to me that was very off-brand actually yeah like, I felt yeah disconnected yeah. from that because I couldn't fit it in with, oh, with the it rest. wasn't really convincing or like it just felt I thought so it was strange. a relief yeah. yeah honestly when I read yeah. it I was like oh my god thank god He's like, and, and again, it outs you as the reader that you are or the person yeah, yeah. that you are. And I was just thinking, oh, yes. Okay, mm. something predictable. Mm -hmm. Good mm -hmm. stuff. We have, we have a practice run of this, though, when he's on the, like, just taking a train across country. So it's time to just, like, cry in his seat mm -hmm. away from Diane as yeah. well. Mm. Like, he, he does mm. have feelings. But I think, I think also it's not about, I think it's about the kind of impersonality of these feelings to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, mm. you don't have to be a fully developed character to have access to this kind of sadness like the sadness mm. it's almost like a kind of it's like a universal without the essential underneath it like mm. it's not you don't have to have that kind of the strong character identity kind of thing because it's just this is these are feelings that you can just connect to and see happening and it's like someone who you one minute think oh yeah tony i wonder how, what he's doing right now oh yeah he's part of my narrative but whatever then you mm. kind of like start to build up like oh he's calling me maybe i should get in touch maybe it'd be good to see him again mm. he'll be here soon i'll be great oh he's dead and then like that mm. you know those are um it's like that's a, a somewhat relatable thing, mm. but it doesn't actually have to belong to anybody. Yeah. Mm. But in a sense with the book, I felt like it was telling it, not showing it with some things. Mm. Like, for example, when he's with Diane, it's, he says that, or the narrator, whatever, says that um, with her, he started developing girl feelings. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I feel like that was what I was lacking with him from the beginning. Like the girl feelings, right? He was such a fucking dude. Um, <laughs> and he's remained such a dude like throughout the book and yeah. like um how like and i don't know if it dudes like do this but still like it didn't feel girl-ish uh, of how he like moves in the world and how he thinks and like how he is mm. in general but then it says he developed girl feelings mm -hmm. but he just never really did like yeah. i never recognized I mean, I'd say, I'd say he any of it as like girl feelings um i can't know but i think there's something in the shift in the, in the diane relationship i did feel like a kind of like he was behaving differently he was interacting with people mm. differently mm -hmm. yeah i kind of got that vibe but i okay. mean i don't know if those are girl feelings <laughs> <laughs> no but that's the thing um <laughs> it's okay maker <laughs> yeah but it's obvious that his idea of like the girly and girl feelings it's like he's like fetishizing it yeah so it's i mean but that's also something that's interesting in this book is the whole idea of girls <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah please say more <laughs> yeah no but like at one point he talks about like i actually wrote this down at one point he talks about um about the girl and and how he, he says that even in fantasy you couldn't have her and he's saying that girls it's just like this idea of the girl and it's nothing else so it's just this sort of image, and that seems to be sort of the what he's going for as well. Mm -hmm. He aspires to be these different images of something else or ideas of something else, mm -hmm. which is also maybe 
like that maybe explains the lack of like it's not really substantial there's yeah. something there's a lack of substance yeah because he's constantly going from like idea to another idea yeah. from image to another image like maybe when he's trying to be an activist like yeah, when yeah, diane yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know tries to get him on board yeah and he just can't yeah yeah, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's trying out all of these different identities basically mm. And then he has this one idea about the girl identity, which is, yeah. I didn't pick up on the girl stuff, <laughs> but fair enough. I knew you'd bring it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that's fetishized in the book. And mm. also it's in the title. So it's like, yeah, says yeah. something about that. It, you know, it's that that's an important yeah. thing in this in this book. And yeah, because it's also like Paul takes the form of a mortal girl for like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, like for a good, like, you know, 80 pages or so, but like. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because in Orlando, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've read Orlando. But I think when Orlando shapeshifts into a woman, say, then she's a woman. Mm. She's not like, there's no sort of ambiguity there. She feels like a woman. She is a woman. People mm. interact with her as a woman. And she handles it really nicely, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it happens in her sleep. Yeah, that lasts yeah, yeah, yeah. for a couple of days. Wake yeah. up as women. What are you gonna do? Adapt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Whereas Paul, it's a constant struggle, and then he doesn't feel like completely a woman. Just like he doesn't always feel. He doesn't feel like a man. He doesn't feel like mm, mm. you know. Um, and I thought that was interesting way of playing with yeah. Orlando, mm. I guess. But yeah. again, I couldn't really trust what I was thinking because I have not read it for like ten years. Hmm. Well, what is striking to hmm. me about these um, books about shape-shifting, um, and I haven't read Metamorphosis, but I have read Orlando and um, Kafka, hmm. and and this one is, um, like, Orlando doesn't choose it, and uh, Kafka, his, uh, what's it called, Gregor Samsa, yeah, yeah. doesn't choose it. Oh, God. No. Everyone <laughs> is being super nice about it when <laughs> they find themselves well. shape-shifted. Yeah. Well, well, not the, is at him when Gregor. Gregor. Yeah. Cockroach is not. No, uh, but I mean, he adapts quick. Like, he mm. basically wakes up yeah. and goes like, okay. Yeah. He's like, where so, am I going to put my tie? <laughs> yeah, and then his family freaks out, right? Mm. But yeah. no one panics. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which is odd. Where yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not how I would react. In that one flashback, though, where we have the story of... Um, is it Paul and Tony going on vacation with Tony's parents when they were kids? And then Paul, Paul wakes up one morning to find himself as a girl. And is freaking out in bed. It's mm. like because mm. like he's in the same room as Tony, and Tony's sleeping still. He's like, "Will I? Can I? Can I get it away before?" Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that in the book? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I don't remember that at all. Okay, so we do have some panic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. But, it's like, but, it's, but it's in one of those. Um, it's in one of the uh, interlude scenes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And mm. actually, I remember that, and I remember really. I, I was searching throughout the whole book. I, I really wanted to relate to Paul as this queer character, as this sort of gender non-conforming character. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't, for no. the reasons that I said, you know, that he mm. was kind of so... Was mm, a yeah, he was a Yeah, he was like mean. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then there was those moments, mm. like when he's panicking, like, shit, what do I do? Mm. That I was like, yes, okay, I finally... There you go. And there's glimpses of it, but mm. they're, they're really, they get taken away very, very mm. quickly. Mm. And then it goes back to, you know, uh, he also uh, says very horrible thing about horrible things about lesbians mm. frequently mm -hmm. in the book. Yeah, they is, don't come off well, the lesbian no, community. No, but he, he's just awful mm. uh, saying uh, yeah, that uh, fucking dyke with her... Um, her septum piercing like mm. she was a bull or something like that mm. and like a bull dyke like the mm. is mm. like a uh, well it, to some people would be a slur mm. um especially used in the wrong way so I, mm. and i couldn't really yeah that was like the the the, the anti-lesbian mm. sentiment mm. that goes really i think through mm. I couldn't. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't. Get I it. feel like that's a stereotype where mm. the the uh, homosexual men here come off better because like they have um, like there are more options mm. to portray them in a stereotypical way, and it's usually that they're either like scholars in tweets and yeah. are super educated, or, really buff. or they're really party people, yeah. like. Or like buff um, leather, yeah, exactly. leather gays who are gonna wear like yeah. the lesbians are just never fun. No, oh um, wait, no, he has a lot of fun with lesbians. He does, but he's yeah, really like harsh. horrible about yeah. them. 
Yeah. He's, he's horrible about lots of them, but he's also very kind to lots of yeah. other ones. But also he's horrible to lots of any 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 gay man over 35. Yeah, mm. that's true. He just thinks it's just worthless. Mm. Yeah. Like he just yeah, thinks yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. like they're wastes of flesh and they're pathetic and he wouldn't want to be seen near them at all. But it might be Andrea. I mean, there yeah. are those uh, yeah. uh, horrible feelings within mm. the queer community yeah. about well, lesbians are just embarrassing mm. uh, and uh, and older gay people should mm. just you know mm. you know retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I, it's it's, it's <laughs> retire, from being gay people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go, you know, go off to your like gay cruise and like that's cool. But like, mm. it could be Andrea Lawler mm. pointing at these mm. awful mm. things, mm. And, and then Paul is the very has all of you know holds yeah. mm. all of these beliefs. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I yeah, would, I, I do think it is that. I mm. think we're looking. I think we're meant to think of. I think we're not meant to identify with Paul. I think we're meant mm. to think of Paul as a again, again, mm. well, yeah, a vehicle, but also like he's. Like he's 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 a guy he's this guy at this party you're at and sometimes he's fun and sometimes he's just an ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of everything and nothing. Yeah. At mm. the same time, and like the and have has any have any of you seen that film uh, Pride? The the one that was set in Wales in the mine. I've heard of it, town. but it's like yeah, the, the alliance between the miners and the yeah. Yeah, and it's this film all about you know gay pride, lesbians and gays support the mm. miners. And if you ever watch this film, look at how lesbians are portrayed. Mm. It's basically like mm. uh, Paul takes the form of a mortal girl, but not in a clever or <laughs> clever way at all. It's just mm. vicious. Yeah. So I, I'm sure it must be. Yeah. Yeah. It must be that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I would I, I would think so because there is also that thing because there is also like there is tenderness between all of these groups and Paul. Like Paul finds places where he's like just like invigorated in the presence mm. of them and excited but then also just he's 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 just so catty mm. <laughs> he's just like, and i mean he's also so incredibly self-serving right yeah, mm. yeah. uh what i think that makes paul feel old makes paul feel like death and he can't have that and no what so, is yeah. he says yeah. heterosexuality equals marriage equals death mm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. but i kind of like that because it was at the time of the aids mm. Mm. AIDS crisis mm. when it was like if you're gay you're gonna die mm. and I, so I, ca- mm. I, 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 I I like that um, yeah. uh, spin on it the mm. heterosexual yeah, yeah. marriage mm. was death I was like yes mm. okay nice yeah. uh, I guess yeah that, that I also was... recognize this in my own like life now like you know even as a straight man going like looking at my friends on, on Facebook standing outside of a recently purchased horrible house in the UK <laughs> with a plastic door <laughs> and going <laughs> Oh, they go, they're engaged as well, aren't they? Oh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die just like them. Maybe I should live differently. Mm. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, like, I, I'm going for the, yeah, the heterosexuality equals death thing. I'm, I, I, I We're on board. That. Yeah. Well, mm. it's not wrong. <laughs> but it's also... So far, everyone yeah. who's been heterosexual has died. <laughs> We haven't got any data on any of the groups. So That's we... it. Yeah. He's definitely a vehicle for, you know, expressed prejudice mm. and judgment and yeah. But it's also super sassy. So like he can also like, uh, what do you call it? Um, pass it off or like mm. get away with it. Mm. Right. But yeah. He's very um, articulate in his um, bitching and, <laughs> you know, making yeah. other people feel bad or like. You know, being judgmental yeah. and all that. Mm. Very articulate. Yeah. Very. And um, it's like when he meets Robin. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was just waiting. I was like, say something great. Mm. <laughs> say something, you know, witty. Mm. And then he can't say anything. He's totally like dumbfounded. Yeah. And I was like, but come on, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one thing I thought I knew about yeah. you. Yeah. And now you're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually really like it when. Um, Paul tries to ask Robin what they are, right? like what, what both he and um, and and Robin are, and like Robin just asks, uh, says like you're asking the wrong questions. Like we're, we're like everybody else, but only more so. No, seriously, said Paul. We're just what we are. You're asking the wrong questions, Polly. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, just, I just love that. It's almost like yeah, the, the difference is between like um, between Robin and and Paul is that mm. Robin is Robin. I think likes themselves in some way that mm. Paul just doesn't do mm. But I feel like the shape-shifting is then taking the place of what homosexuality used to be because now the shape-shifting is the secret where you have to wink at someone at a parking mm. lot mm. and mm. Yeah. like, you know, yeah. you yeah. you really have to be sure before mm. you uh, out yeah. it to someone. Mm. You really yeah. have to trust them and like he really wants to be sure. that. And then it's this revelation when mm. 
Robin also is. Yep. Um, so in a sense, that has taken the place of yeah. like what mm. homosexuality. Um, the new handkerchief code. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Yeah. Mm. like also because he's, he's only in his enclaves. He's like in the film studies classroom. He's in Provincetown. He's in San Francisco. Yeah. Like he's like it's, it's a very selective tour of the United States. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's very it's time and space specific <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. it's, um yeah but i was thinking that shouldn't we also talk about the sex in this book yeah <laughs> yes, so, so, so much sex in this yeah, book and it's it quite well written yeah yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> there is except for um and I, re- I read this somewhere uh describing a oh, vagina no, as a slidey packet is uh yeah. yeah, that was, was, a, was, that, was that in there? <laughs> it was <laughs> in there. It slid right past it. Yeah, you really did. Yeah. <laughs> Slidey pack, slight slippery packet, something like that. Yeah, yeah. but there yeah. is a lot of sex, and yeah. I, I also would like to talk about it. So much so that the um, publishers decided to put the words "tight, deep, hot smut" <laughs> yes. on the cover, which, which I appreciate. And highlight the words from the uh, the different reviews. Different reviews. Yeah, yeah. It's a tight, satisfying masterpiece, Island Miles. How should we talk about the sex except that the, it's a plenty abundance and uh, it's, it's kind of fun. Sounds pretty mm. great most yeah. of it. Mm. I mean, you get you get why this is a driver for Paul. This yeah. book never really turned me on actually. Like I mean, I will, you know, go mm. with stuff, mm. but it actually never happened with this although like mm-hmm. maybe it just wasn't graphic enough. Mm. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I mean graphic. Is, oh, it is graphic. Maybe it's too so short. Like, oh, maybe you need so yeah, yeah, longer. I need yeah. proper preparing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's yeah. it's all yeah. the foreplay, which is necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. Which takes Paul aback when he's in Provincetown is the amount of foreplay that's involved. I think I remember at some point, like one of the scenes, where he's like, "Oh, is that oh, when he when he's with Diane?" Yeah, and I think he has like it's like oh, he's like back in the festival. It's a festival, but like, mm. later on, it's like oh, okay, this. Now we've got to do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's like an erotic story in mm. many ways. I mean, also that word smut, which I only recently found out what that, what does what mean? that means. It's just, I think when sex is described in literature or movies. Mm. It's smutty, yeah. But uh, yeah. it can be, yes, yeah, smutty is like, it's described, but in a kind of, uh, I can't describe it without saying smutty. Mm. It's It's not just like. And then they lay together. It's mm. you know, it's graphic it's a sort bit, of mm, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 it's yeah, fluids. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's yeah. fluids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was it was one of the better like descriptions of 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 sex in in literature. Mm. I mean, there's so, so much like there's a lot of bad stuff out there. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's because also free of all the kind of hetero meaning to it as well, yeah. which I think really helps because there's no yeah. kind of. Again, it's like none of that sort of household building kind of shit. No, and it really no. doesn't yeah. hold much significance yeah. significance for most of the no. times, mm-hmm. right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's sex without like context yeah, yeah. or like purpose of yeah. like leading to. It could be as well they play tennis together. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Apart from, yeah, yeah. It runs the whole gamut, to be honest. Like mm. you've got sex with a strap on, then he goes to a leather. Uh, he goes to a leather club, and mm. he bottoms, and it's just like. Pretty much, and mm. then he has the foreplay, more tender sex with Diane that he doesn't expect. So it's mm. kind of like, but then yeah. not, but then not at the festival. The festival is hot. Oh yeah, the festival is like mm. in grass, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, all of that. But fisting, but, yeah, mm. fisting, all of yeah, festival yeah. fisting, is festival yeah. fisting, yeah, yeah, festive fisting. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's um, there's all of it. Mm. Mm. I yeah. mean, not to say that there, you know, to bookend sex mm. like that mm. but you know it's it's very varied it's mm. all of it except there's a brief moment of like kind of phallus in vagina kind of like there's one early on yeah. with like the strap on and then there's the thing with, with Diane which kind of oh. breaks the relationship yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's is some part of the um, book where I felt really sorry for Paul yeah mm. and uh, because this and I, I'm not sure what Andrea Lawler was getting at, but uh, what I kind mm. of heard, and it was mm. this kind of thing that's like the kind of obsession with genitals, mm. uh, where I wouldn't have sex mm. with X, Y, Z people mm. because they have these yeah. genitals. Mm. Mm. And 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 then um, Paul, who is someone we're led to believe that Diane also loves, mm. momentarily 
you know, uh, slips uh, and, and, and also wants to have this body, but mm. Diane is very against it. Mm. And mm. it's kind of uncomfortable also mm. for Paul to keep up yeah. with this body. Mm. Yeah. But Diane seems to be what a gold star lesbian mm. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who will not mm. consider the idea. Mm. And I really felt sorry for Paul mm. in those moments because mm. it shows kind of how reductive mm. in a way sometimes that thinking is mm. because she really had feelings for Paul. Mm. And then mm. that breaks the relationship. Mm. And, and, and I felt, so that was something that I thought was quite touching. Mm. Mm. So yeah. So what breaks it is that he puts a strap on, on, during yeah, sex yeah. And, and then she thinks that's what he wants yeah mm. and then she feels sh she wants they stop and she feels uncomfortable mm. yeah. And, yeah and he has been wanting that yeah and yeah and and this is the ambiguity as well because like up until then it also seemed like she was having a good time as well yeah mm. but then it's almost like this kind of political consciousness came in yeah right yeah and it made the whole thing too impossible right yeah because then it was like who is she if she's not like that political person right yeah right yeah. exactly yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and I think it, it, it showed quite nicely that relationship, the tensions, mm. um, in that kind of like identity politics. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was quite an, in, a clever moment mm -hmm. and yeah. also yeah. really sad. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. it seems so unnecessary, right? Yeah. You were like, mm. but why can't like, you just... Diane, come on now. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah. Am I the only one who thinks that it's a strange place for the book to start? Like, I mean, it's a good starting point, but mm. this is a very sex positive guy who's like mm. out to explore and stuff. We meet him mm. when he's 22. He seems like he's been on the mm. like yeah. prowl for a while, mm. but he's 22 here and he is shape-shifting the second we meet him because he wants to know what it's like having sex for a girl. Mm. I would sort of, with that personality, have expected him to have found that out mm. earlier mm. than <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but he's also That's kind of in love with himself as himself. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, to be honest, I, I really didn't get that he was physically changing into a girl until later in it the It took book. me a while to, because um, I didn't know, yeah. like, is this a metaphor for something else? Exactly, because his yeah. friends could still recognize yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, what, is this playing on me or is it actually happening in the book? Or yeah. like, how much is she yeah. shifting? Because yeah. his friend can still yeah. recognize him and like, yeah. what and is actually happening also here? Also always retaining the pronoun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well. yeah. 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 And then it seems to be the only magic realist part of the book mm -hmm. is that he can change his body and then if, as we said before with Diane that she can apparently talk to animals yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean him changing his body is like the only magic mm -hmm. realist streak of the mm -hmm. of the whole story so it's kind of confusing yeah. and like, it's never really like laid out to us how or why or yeah um, but also because I thought oh maybe it doesn't really happen because it's not it's not important and that's the whole point yeah. is that it's not it's just that mm. now he feels like mm. a girl, yeah. Yeah. and that, then yeah. and he like pops his chest out, and and that's yeah, that's Where's dress, yeah, but, um, some kind of performance stuff, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. that took me a little while to understand what was until going it was, until it gets yeah. really confirmed with the whole scene with like the vagina, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and then yeah, like yeah. he shows Jane, like no, show Jane or Dan, yeah, Jane, Jane, and he's like, like, yeah. like smell this. That's not that's not balls. And then, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it could also just be some sort of narrative trick that we were meant yeah. to feel how he feels or how he mm. wanted to feel or something. Mm. So I was sort of waiting, but then I was like, oh, it's just he actually changes. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, okay, so that's. But, but I think I think that is also very much intentional. Like you're meant to feel the ambiguity for a while. Yeah, and then Andrea Lola comes in and goes. No, it's yeah. this. It's definitely yeah. this. Yeah. It was this the whole time. Yeah. And then you go like, now rethink, now rethink that. Like, yeah. what's the possibilities of that? Yeah. 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 But it's true that it, it's maybe a little, it's not so possible that he would only, as a 22-year-old, yeah. try to. But I mean, it's a really good know. opening scene. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it really is. It is. But it's also interesting how it's not, it's not like some sort of, I mean, it's a magical thing, but it's not like, poof. Now yeah. I'm a girl. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, he's like, oh, I have to really concentrate on like getting my boobs out. And and it's sort of physically straining for him yeah. as well. And it's like, it's a bit uncomfortable for him to to change shape for a long mm. time. Yeah. But and I, I really like that because I feel interesting. Like yeah. It's that, I, it's kind of, I 
how it would be i guess yeah. or how it is yeah. like you you it's a physical um exertion mm. in some ways i mean mm. you bind your chest that's painful mm. or mm -hmm. you uh you walk in a certain way or you mm. retrain your voice to mm. sound yeah. higher or lower yeah and you turn the corner and you're worried that someone will know you yeah. from before or whatever yeah. so like i like that that it isn't yeah. like the kind of orlando it happens in your sleep and you mm. wake up mm. it's like it, it takes it, it takes training it, mm. it's yeah. tiring you go into the bathroom you think jesus christ yeah. and i really thought that that was um done really well actually mm. yeah mm -hmm. More and more, I'm yeah. starting to like this book. <laughs> At the start, I was like, nah. And yeah. now I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Without fail, this happens on most of our podcasts. Yes. Yeah. People go in like, ah, and then come out like, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt like you had to be a little bit patient with all of the cultural references. Mm. Um, there were too many. So many references. Yeah. It really is like a reference book. It's mm. like, let me picture. tell you, yeah. yeah, it's like, let me tell you about this mm. part of America at this time mm. in yeah. the 90s and what was going on. Yeah. And I mean, it was, yeah, it's like a little archive in a way. And yeah. that you have to be, you have to be interested in that or like, you know, be patient and, you know, mm. yeah. I read somewhere, I was looking up some stuff about the book and I read some reviewers say, oh, uh, Unlike other books, it was uh, very sparing with its references. Really? And I'm wow. Like, what? <laughs> okay. I said, like compared to Maggie Nelson, for example. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Ma yeah, yeah. Where you got it in the margins, just in <laughs> case you haven't picked up on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. But um, yeah. but I liked most of it. I really liked when he, out of nowhere, went on that. Uh, started explaining to this uh, skater boy who was mm -hmm. high and didn't give a shit oh, yeah. about um, uh, sort of gender um, fluidity in songs like yeah. when Marianne doing covers, Fiesel, yeah, covers, doing covers. Mm -hmm. and I was just thinking whoa and then I went and I listened to like most of them and I was mm -hmm. just freaking out <laughs> <laughs> and I really liked like when I, I Marianne Faithful mm -hmm. sings um mm -hmm. What is it that Rolling Stones cover? Blah blah blah. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. But all of these things. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. It's educational in yeah. that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that mm. was great. Speaking mm. of music and the cultural references, did you see someone has made a playlist on Spotify no. with the uh, songs oh, cool. from wow. uh, Politics: The Form of Immortal Gold? There are hundred <laughs> songs. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, there that, is a yeah. hundred songs. Yeah. It's a lot of grunge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of mixtapes mm -hmm. in that book. Yeah, I guess that's also interesting as well. Like the what the mixtape was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you're literally making something into another combination of things, which is mm -hmm. yeah, you're you're yeah. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> there's something queer about mixtapes I just found out. So I'm gonna yeah. think about that. Paul is a mixtape. <sighs> I guess that's what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know what I. It's just that in connection with these like. All of these cultural references in the book, style and fashion is is also I would I would say almost as important or as present as sex in the book. Mm. Like it's so much about certain or different types of aesthetics and and how a, a person is um, person identified via their their clothes and what they listen to, mm. what kind of music they listen to, where they go. Like and Paul sort of navigating through these different. Um, you know subcultures and different types of music and um and i don't know that just that's also i don't know if that's like very 90s specific but um um certainly the way it's expressed is somewhat 90s specific not i, mean, yeah. not, I don't mean the particular context but i mean like the um way that it's um that it's somewhat tribal that it's somewhat yeah. accessible as well but not yeah. as accessible as it is now which then actually makes it impossible to differentiate between mm -hmm. things but I think, yeah, I think it's really interesting that it is such a focus for him, like the kind of brands yeah. people are wearing, the sorts of uh, ensembles they're wearing together. Because it's, it's it reminded yeah. me a little bit in a strange way of American Psycho in that way, because yeah. it's the yuppie culture, the yuppie culture. Yeah. And like he, every, he's seeing the world through its stylistic sheen. Mm -hmm. And then what's interesting to me is like how that book is kind of deeply problematic, but then the film actually makes it in kind of, into kind of a more feminist text. Mm -hmm. um, and then... But what's interesting there is like it's very much about like straight, actually the kind of vanities of straight men or sort of a straight identity. And this is like saying we can also have these sort of shallow vanities <laughs> as well. And they are, yeah. Mm. Anyone else? 
fashion? Um, fashion. I thought it was funny in the beginning when he says that um, it's so annoying when pretty girls dress themselves down to look less mm -hmm. pretty. Mm -hmm. Why can't everyone just come mm. on, lift it together, guys? Yeah, Let's yeah. all mm. dress to <laughs> like be the prettiest that we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't necessarily agree with, but like mm. he's just he has the sass. He's like yeah, yeah. a mm. little bit of a fascist mm. and um, insufferable. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I think also in some ways it's like reflective of gay culture, mm. and mm. it's like like oh my god, like and I don't want to fall into any sort of stereotypes, mm. but it, it's very sort of image mm. conscious, mm -hmm. particularly I think in. Uh, the gay community mm. um like uh, image focused in terms of your body what mm -hmm. you wear what mm. signals mm. do you give off mm. but like when he goes to the leather club and mm. there's the leather daddies and mm. and how they're dressed so mm -hmm. i i guess part of that is like a microcosm of the queer community mm. that mm. he's living in the or he's interacting mm. in and then there's certain people that don't quite meet those requirements mm -hmm. like uh I think Tony Pinto's mixtapes are apparently a bit crap, mm. uh, <laughs> right? I yeah, think yeah, uh, yeah. he does some some cringy combinations. It's kind of like a lot of like really kind of hetero like heavy metal. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, and who else? I think Derek doesn't quite meet the cut either. There's mm. there's people that fail and that and that he puts up with. Yeah, uh, actually, I think that was really interesting. There's actually a comment on that on the on Pinto's shitty mixtapes because I definitely identify with that from like the the kind of like just the constant homophobia around me as a adolescent meant that in order to perform some kind of non-gay identity, I was like really suspicious of anything that could be in some way like understood as gay music mm. through my like teenage years. So I had to be like this mm. kind of serious white man rock in some way. And you can't listen to David Bowie or something. Yeah, you, yeah, you couldn't no. do that because like you know, this, this small town was going to be like mm. punishing. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, and then later on you go like, oh, a fucking idiot. Mm. <laughs> that's, yeah. Also, that's where the music, that's where all the like, the, the, the sex was all over there. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't with all these sweaty guys. Yeah. Mm. Um, from, yeah. So that's, it's, it's a curious, um, it's the curious homoeroticism of, of homophobia is, uh, <laughs> mm, mm. I'm going to like a little bit more theory rank as well, though, because it was like, what's interesting is like in that stereotype, you wonder what the priorities are. And if you're shifting from that kind of linear or like arabescent structure towards the sort of family thing, mm. and you're moving through this kind of rhizome of different things, but then the priorities shift to intensity. And mm -hmm. then it's like lift everybody up, like make it more intense, make it more, yeah, make yeah. it. Like, mm. then, so his entire structuring thing is like, where can I find the more intense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the girls who dress up as girls, um, yeah. and the queers who uh, he really is upset with queer. He doesn't want to hang out with. He doesn't want to waste his time with queers mm. who are ashamed of or play yeah. down their queerness. Yeah, mm. it always has to be like up, 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 up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's yeah. that's what's available. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like if you are like in, if like that's why heterosexuality equals death because. It's a stagnation. Yeah. And like the whole point for Paul of not doing that is that you can chase intensity. Yeah. Mm. But that also is not safe yeah. for anybody. <laughs> but he's also reflecting a little bit at times yeah. about how, how empty it is to only care about style and form. Like he says at some point that he's he's like, I'm not really doing anything. I'm just like wondering mm. what I should wear every yeah. day. Yep. And and how other people perceive me and then I like I want to look cool and he's talking about this whole like being cool as a whole sort of science that it's not easy to be cool it mm. really takes a lot of work and a mm. lot of but he's also you know sort of once in a while he's like ah oh, it's it's a little bit you know I don't really have time to do anything else or I don't yeah. there's nothing else that yeah. I can do so there's also slight sadness there but then he doesn't really couldn't even set so heroin habit, you know. No yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But also, we only yeah. know him for like about a year of his yeah, life, and he's yeah. twenty-two, and twenty-two-year-olds are fucking annoying. Right? Yeah, it would be really interesting if this book, if there was a sequel, or yeah. like if it was longer, maybe because to see like yeah. does he keep evade this chrononormativity of yeah. like heterosexual yeah. time? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, this could be a shout out to Andrea Lawler. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Please do a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they worked on this book from the 15 prairie. years. Okay, so, fair enough. Yeah. Take a break, yeah. Andrea. Yeah. It, was, it, was, <laughs> yeah. it, it was contemporary fiction when it was written. Yeah. It was like <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, because they were writing it while they were also a professor. Yeah, yeah. creative yeah. writing. Teaching, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, Fair yeah. enough. In well, Iowa, yeah. I also think. Also maybe Iowa. I don't know. And they also yeah. did like a bunch of poetry collections, so it's not like I've been slacking on the creative yeah. writing. Somehow, creative writing professor. Fair enough. Take no a break. Write- no, Sorry, Andrea. No publishing so far, but 15 <laughs> years later, here it is. Yeah. I will be a creative writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wham bam. Yeah. yeah. We usually round this podcast off with asking people if they would recommend it. And if they would, to whom? And if not, why? But usually mm-hmm. if they say no, we know why uh, by now. <laughs> so, Cecilia, would you recommend this book? Um, I would recommend it because it's... As I said before, I think there's something educational about it. And mm-hmm. not to sound like a dull teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually... Said the literature I, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's an interesting sort of time image of, of the early 90s in these different places in America and in the, in the like, different gay communities. Um, I think mostly I would probably recommend it to, I don't know, like idiotic white male assholes who <laughs> just <laughs> could maybe, would maybe benefit from, I don't know, like yeah. reading something like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I some at times I found the book a bit dull. Like, I, I guess I was, I was wishing for more of a, a, a plot actually, but um but I'm into the '90s, so I, <laughs> I I enjoyed that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And you, Megan? Um, yeah, I'd probably echo most of the things that Cecilia just said. Um, I think what's interesting about it, oh wait, well, like it does have that kind of meandering pace, which I guess is like it's, it's structured in a very similar way to Orlando in that sense, and but it's not got that kind of depth of poetry, but it has a depth of referentiality, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and it has a certain underlying theoretical interesting, like something interesting to say in that in that regard as well. And I think that, you know, just with like a Michelle Webeck novel where you get kind of like into the rhythms of like, and now there's a sex scene a bit more. And then now there's a sex scene. Mm-hmm. Because here the sex scenes are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just more, and also like of narrative significance. So that's- And um, diverse. And diverse. Mm. <laughs> How many literature professors can have sex with their students? Michelle Welbeck will answer that question when he dies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I th- and I think it's it's I think it's a I think it's more a resource than a novel in lots of ways, mm-hmm. and I'm cool with that. I guess that's good. Yeah, I recommend it to okay. two people <laughs> who will find out. I like to ask people what they want to read, mm. and then we work back from there. Mm-hmm. I don't think the white men are going to get a lot out of it. Like, no. you know, well, but if yeah. you could force them or something, like, yeah. they would have like, to be but like... force yeah, them like, to do something <laughs> else. Like, just turning just the for, pages. For, 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 for listeners, for listeners uh, Cecilia, <laughs> Cecilia was doing the clockwork orange eye hole open thing, but visuals don't transmit well <laughs> on <know>. this medium. <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, chain them down and make them read up. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jimmy? Um, would I recommend it? It's interesting. I was reading this and then um, every so often my girlfriend would like put her head on my shoulder and start reading it and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. Uh, and it either would be a sex scene and she'd be like, are you reading, you know, erotica? And mm. and I think, I think I would recommend it. I think to, yes, to, to, to straight white, assholes uh, who probably could do with a, a, a bit of um, Polly or Paul Polydorus mm-hmm. in their life mm-hmm. uh, um, and a bit of a message of marriage equals death mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be very happy to, to recommend that to them whether they'd read it yeah we maybe need Cecilia's tactic of, of Violence. Uh, the the Ludovic technique or something, isn't it? That's yeah, the, something like that. Yeah. I would recommend it. I found it um, complicated, I mm. think. I, I found it difficult. I found it challenging, which was kind of nice. Um, and mm-hmm. it, um, it, it made me think about things in a new way. I went being like, yeah, okay, great. Queer literature. I'm going to be like, you know, really into this. Zoom through it. 10 out of 10, happy days. And I wasn't like that. And it made me think and it made me pause and it made me consider 
uncomfortable things mm-hmm. um i would i would recommend it yeah mm-hmm. in but but i came i would have come into this podcast saying i wouldn't mm-hmm. so Excellent. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the sales rack in. Mm. Yeah, I need to order some. Okay. (laughs) And Chia, what do you think? Um, Yeah, I'll recommend it. Um, Like right now, I don't know to whom or like in what setting. Mm. Um, But yes, I... At a dinner party or... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, I definitely wouldn't talk anyone out of getting it as I have with other books. Um, Like, are you sure? The best bookseller. Um, It's the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yes, I recommend it. Um, I think it's funny. I think it's interesting. Um, and I like it more after we've talked about it. Mm. Me too, yeah. yeah. It, it, I think it's really helped mm-hmm. talking about it. Mm-hmm. Then you kind yeah. of unpick, you realize, I think I realized how clever it was mm. yeah. when you talk about it. And then I think, yeah, bloody hell, you've done a good job. Mm. Yeah. I want you to take that out and move it up to the front of the podcast, make it <laughs> as like a blooper and intro, and then we put the music on. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so this was it for now. Yeah. We are not going to have a podcast for a while. We are going to close down and we are going to regroup and we will maybe come back. Or in some kind of other form. Yes. Much like uh, Paul Polidorus, we're going to be multiple and see what other things happen. But thanks for four years of listening to us. Four and a half. Four and a half. Jesus Christ, I we're don't old. know how many podcasts. We are so old that but... Paul Polidorus would never even think to, to even look at us. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is it for the ARC Audio Book Club, yeah. as it has been until now. So, thanks. Thanks, Gio. Thank you, Macon. <laughs> good work. Oh. Good, good work. <laughs> yes. Cheers. I'm, I'm tearing up. up. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks also, guest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm welcome. Mean, That's all right. Good You're job. Welcome. Thank you. Ta. <laughs>